Welcome to Real Deep Stuff. We've saved your seat at the table for this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back. We are so glad that you have tuned in to the anniversary edition of this podcast. I'm Christy. That means Bruce is still here. He's back. So today we are going through topics such as friends and family. Budgeting and finance. Ground rules. All those hard red lines. Love languages. And to keep dating. And teamwork. Because it makes the dream work. Sure does. All right. Well, let's get to it, big guy. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, I think it's my turn to pull. Yes. <laughs> so again, put down your coffee yes. and help me. It's a fresh cup of coffee. <laughs> okay, I pulled family and friends. So this is a really important topic mm-hmm. because family and friends are like a visual extension of the person. Who they hang with, who they came from, that kind of thing. So... Would you like to go first in your explanation of your ideas um, of family and friends? Yeah, so on the family side, um, I guess what I've learned through our marriage is how important it is to for me to respect your family, to honor them, and, and to you know, develop a genuine friendship with your family. Um, because, as you said, it's their part of you, you know. It's um, I know we say it, but when we get married, we kind of marry the in-laws and all that too. It's really true, but uh, I think you've taught me to really be intentional about building that friendship with family, and uh, I feel like we really have. I've got a wonderful friendship with you know your sister and brother-in-law and the whole family and their kids and all, and it's uh, it's it's terrific. But it just takes uh, intentionality. And and to that point with intentionality with friends, I really appreciate, uh, and frankly, I I don't do nearly as good a job as you do in how you are so intentional with your friends. I'm a stalker. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Yeah, and um, I know your friends, they're okay with that too. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with hey, that. Hey, now. We'll go with that. Um, Don't sound iffy. <laughs> no, the, it's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, girl time, you know, when you call them up and you say, hey, or you send them a text, and uh, you're persistent and you, you keep at it and you make sure that you That's eventually nice make time. Persistent, yeah. <laughs> But then you do. You go out to lunch and you go out to coffee or whatever. And sometimes you come back and it was a nice, you know, hour-long lunch. And other times it was, wow, that was supposed to be coffee and that was six hours. And it was really... Yes. I regret nothing. Yeah, no, not at all. So that's what I've learned regarding family and friends. So I agree that when you marry the person, you marry their entire circle, honestly. And well, not literally, but you know what I mean. And I think that I have found it to be super fun and fascinating. I mean, this is what I studied in college with people. So I love looking at your family and seeing those traits that have either been caught or taught or genetic. And just today I was talking to you. (laughs) How did you come about wanting to toothpick your teeth after every meal? (laughs) We have to talk about this. 
Wow. And, and you, you took it like as a criticism. I was like, no, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying, like, the other day you told me that you looked at your hands and you were like, wow, I've got my dad's hands now. And I said, yeah, you do. But what I was thinking, and I didn't say it out loud, so I'm going to say it now. So I was going to circle back to you and say it now, is you've got his hands, but you also have his heart. Oh. I love that man nice. so much. Yeah, and you listen. have his heart. And more and more over the years, you know, they say the older you get, the more you're like your parents. And so I see his heart in you so much. Um, so, yeah, you've got his hands, you've got his heart. And you got his toothpick habit, which is just, it's not good or bad. It's just fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you could take picking your teeth with a toothpick anything but a wonderful compliment. It's so thank just... you for that on it a is... international broadcast podcast. It is That's cool. simply an yeah, observation. Yeah, yes, it's an so, observation. Anyway, <laughs> it's not you a date on you or him as you're it's all good. your teeth. It's all good. But anyway. Hey, dental hygiene is very important. I appreciate that you take care of your teeth. They look very good. It's the entry into the heart. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Anywho. Healthy teeth, healthy heart. <laughs> so then when like when we're with your family, I get just such a hoot out of watching you guys because sometimes you like slip back into childhood mode. Like you have this sense of humors and memories. You're, you guys are, it's like, wow. It's, I, don't, I don't get a lot of that because, you know, it's just my sister and I now, which I love her dearly. And we love to, you know... Um, talk about the old days but you simply just have a bigger family so you have a bigger pool of people to pull from and, and more memories to pull from and when I first met your family I was just like wow I can't believe this because I always wanted to be a part of a bigger family like I used to I was the younger sister so I used to just nag my mom are you gonna have another kid and I want a sister I want a, or actually I wanted mm -hmm. a brother because I had a sister I wanted a brother <clears throat> And I just wanted to be part, I wanted my family, but I wanted my family to be like three times the size. Hmm. It just didn't work out. So it was so cool that I got to join your family and be part of that big, crazy family. I loved it. And I love that Uncle Bruce, who you're named after, you look just like him. It's crazy. Like your Uncle Bruce, 20, 25 years younger. And ever since I met you, it's like, I, I met him and I thought, well, now I know what Bruce is going to look like when he's that age. Mm -hmm. It's so cool just to see like how physically genes run deep and then like how you guys can get together and, and it might be because we're all, you know, all over America. And then it's like, oh, no time has passed. You get together. It's like, boom, right there. And it's just fun. For me, it's just fun. Yeah, it is. And to be a part, I, I feel like... I was spoiled and that I got the guy that I wanted, but then who knew I'd get like the big family that I wanted. So, yeah. And you know, how many people can say like family members are also like their very best friends? And you know, I can say that about, of course, my sister, but also my sister-in-law. And she married into the family like I married into the family. You know, she's mm. from the opposite side of the country as me. So we completely didn't know each other. And she's one of my very, very best friends. And how many people can say that? So yeah. I feel very blessed. So and as far as Indeed. friends go, I say I see the same thing. Like when I 
I love like being in the background of a room when you're talking skiing with your guys and your big plans for next year. You, you guys aren't even off of your ski trip yet. You're planning the next ski trip for the next year. And I think it's cool. I think it's cool to have other people besides each the spouse to like have things in common with, to do things with, because sometimes going away and doing separate things with friends gives you more to talk about when you come back together. Like, how was that? Sure. How was the movie you saw or, you know, whatever. It keeps it fun and interesting. It does keep it fun. Between the couple, yeah. So, and and thankfully you you are a good judge of character and you pick good friends. (laughs) (laughs) There's none of them I don't like, so. Good. (laughs) It works out well. So, I think our main point here was to respect each other's families. And be intentional. Be intentional. Build those relationships, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Because those family members can become friends. Isn't that kind of funny? And the friends can become like family. Absolutely. Both ways. And double blessed. And, And to make room, I think it's important to make room within the couple for that space, for those people that are outside of our four walls, to make room for them, to have mm-hmm. them over for dinner or take a hike or something like that with them you know yeah not like go take a hike <laughs> you were gonna but to actually go for a hike <laughs> although sometimes i may want to say hey go take a hike to yeah. your friends not mine mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> well i was I... thinking more about the family <laughs> well we've been <laughs> on vacation with friends and that's just Fun. It's yeah, just so it's fun. Is to have friends, and it's okay to have this, have an overlapping of friends, have different friends, whatever. Um, keeps things between the spouses more interesting to talk about. And and like I mentioned, skiing it gives each person the opportunity to go off and do things that might interest one and not the other. So, it's it's cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right, friends and family. They're important. They help yes. complete us. Without a doubt. My turn now, right? Yes. Um, ooh. Budgeting and finance. My favorite topic. Budget, spending, <laughs> money goals, etc., etc., etc. Ooh. So, I think I started the last conversation. It's the last topic. So, you. Okay. Well, uh, math is not my thing. Numbers are not my thing. I'm good to add two and two, and that's about it. So I was very okay in the first part of our, you know, half of our marriage that you did all the finances, and then life changes, seasons change, and now I handle the books for the most part. You do some stuff that uh, is beyond my pay grade. (laughs) I'm okay to say that, but I handle the daily managing, and and that's all good. I think what it's important is just to make sure everyone has an idea of the plan and each other's roles in it. So we're not stepping on each other and getting into needless arguments because no, I already paid that bill or whatever, you know. That's easy. Just talk it out, set up a plan, and then make sure the plan works for that season and if it needs to change or whatever. Uh, I think as far as like tithing and that kind of thing, I mean, that is just so important to a marriage, to the individual each individual and then as the couple I mean just God only wants a tenth it's only a tenth of whatever the amount of a dollar that's a dime right yeah 
<laughs> so if we're getting the dollar, then we have the dime. And mm-hmm. I think it's just important. And it's also a lot of fun. I think you and I really share so much joy in the support that we're able, whether it's a little or, or not, um, working with the ministries that we've served in other countries before, ones locally, because it's both. You and I just, I love that we're on the same page with that, that we have the same heart mm-hmm. for the greater good. Was that it? For me, yes. Okay. So I told you it's money. I don't have a lot to say about it. I don't. I don't need money. I don't. I don't think about it. I. I. I it's a tool for me. It's, yeah. it's not the end goal. I need money. <laughs> so. Okay. We'll leave a link at the bottom of this podcast so you can <laughs> contribute to my next ski trip fund. Oh my gosh. I need that. I'm not getting any younger, you know. I got to make well, the most true. of these trips. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll leave a link. Go fund me. Somebody set up a GoFundMe oh, for my next grief. ski trip. Don't um, do that. Don't anybody do that. Uh, we can erase that later. That's fine. We'll edit that I'm out. the editor, so. No, I got that. So the, here's the irony is we're talking about being on the same page with finances and all that. And literally, the only thing I was going to talk about on this was the fact that when we first got married, I did the budgeting and I did the checking and I balanced the books and all that. And then things evolved and now you are. And... So that's what you already shared that. So I was like, oh, okay. So we're on the topic of finance. We really are on the same page because we even want to talk about the same thing. Um, so I guess I really just kind of a ditto on what you shared. But um, I guess what I would just emphasize is be, be on the same page, have a budget, have a, you know, common visions and goals on how you want to spend your time your talent and your treasures, the money. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like giving has come, become like more fun than anything else. You know, uh, and like you say, it could be something small. It could be just a dollar, it could be 10 bucks, whatever it is. But it's like whether you're giving of your, your funds or giving of your time, um, it's become just an amazing amount of fun. Um, but yeah, I guess back to the whole your, your topic that I was going to say is just be flexible with it because things change. You know, I had to give up control and trust that you're going to manage the day to day budget, and you've done a bang up job for a long time. You know, well, well, probably you. fifteen years, anyways. Uh, well, actually, it it switched back and forth a few times. It wasn't as black and white as you did it than I did. It was like you did it, and then I took it over when you were with a startup company, and it was requiring a lot of your time and energy. So I took it over. But then when my grandmother needed more care as mm-hmm. dementia and Alzheimer's, I was, and I was doing all of her books. Like and my I sister and I were managing yeah. her life. I was so overwhelmed because our kids were like five, three, and one or something like that. So... I couldn't handle ours and hers and her doctor's appointments and assisted living and all that. So then you took it back and you were doing it. And then a couple years ago, uh, well, more than that. But anyway, I, I remember feeling a little pulled when I was doing ours and your mom's stuff. But yeah, exactly. for a couple of years when she had cancer and was... When it was um, passing away so yeah that was terrible um so it's been a give and take yes 
Yes. And now it's back to me again doing it, which yeah. is fine. <laughs> I don't do the taxes, though. <laughs> yeah, I've always done the taxes from... Because I just love it so much. I know. You can't help oh, yourself. And it's that time of year again. Oh, yeah. I haven't done them yet. Oy vey. Well, oh, well. That's okay. And when you say you trust me to do it well, that's not like a negative thing towards me because I do struggle greatly with any type of math. And those who know me know this. And it just I don't have a mathematical brain whatsoever. So uh, it, it's a challenge, but it's a brain game. So it's all good. It is all good. But the gifts that we're talking about, it's... It can be so fun to give together, like to, mm-hmm. to come together and be like, okay, what are we going to do this year? Where do we feel like the Lord is calling us to, to plug in those those gifts? And yeah, it might be $10 a month to somewhere, and then it might be a one-time thing that's bigger to somewhere else, and so on and so on. And that that's okay. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I am so happy that we both find joy in giving, because if one person was really holding on to those purse strings and just very resistant... Boy, that's just a joy killer. <laughs> no, I think, you know, and we've, we've had times like that, to be honest. I mean, where, I know I have, where I've been like, man, we're really struggling here. You know, economics and financially. And we, uh, you know, like when I lost my job years ago, and it's like, but we never stopped finding a way to still be generous. And I feel like, what, so what we did was we adjusted. You know, we, we just, we're, dogmatic about it said no we're not going to stop giving um which means we got to reduce somewhere else give up something else so that we can still be able to to give and it's just such a critical part i think everyone should treat it just like you know it's the light bill you know or the whatever it's it's you would not pay those things you know you would not buy groceries well you shouldn't say no to giving either uh, there's just too much upside for it. And that's, true, that's the irony. Yeah, and like, it's not ours to begin with. God has entrusted us with this money, and we need to be good stewards of how he wants it to be spent. So yeah. um, I hope that we've helped get the kids excited about that. I know it's... Yeah. Because just like I said with volunteering, like if you're having a bad day, go help somebody else, right? And... It's the same way. It's like, it's so fun to get out of our own myopic selves and be like, how are we going to help somebody else in this way? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And in the end, it's a double win, really. It is. Yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, my turn. Okay. Your turn. Okay, okay. Ground rules. All right. That Ground we have rules. a couple of... Oh, yes. Uh, this is the red lines. non gauche Yes. Yes. I guess I can go. Sure. Um, well, I know one of the things that we both agreed on from the very beginning was like, there's not going to be a prenup. You know, first of all, we don't have any money. <laughs> I'm so, holding my tongue going there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my tennis shoes. <laughs> right. But we've always commented about it. Like, if there was money, it was like, I uh, just feel like, I don't know. I don't know people have prenups, so I'm not going to... You know, everyone. No judgment. Their, no, no judgment. Uh, uh, judgment-free zone here, but it does kind of. I mean, that, that sends a, a pretty strong signal to your spouse that hey, pretty good chance it's not going to work out. Just so, just in case. Just in case, I want to make sure I walk away with all my money. 
that I have coming into this with. That's not a family member in our house. Justin Case is not a family member. Get yeah. it? Justin Case? Yeah. Isn't he a famous <laughs> pop singer? No. That's Justin somebody else. Case? No. So, yeah, it's just no prenup, no talk of divorce. Yeah, we, we talked about love is a choice. This is how it gets proven. You know, we decided from the very start, like, we're not going to talk about it. Or it's not going to be some, it's not going to be a tool that we use to scare the other person or threaten the other person. Um, but to keep it real, we are both guilty of that. What's that? Oh, of using it as a tool? Yes. What? Yes, there were times, not often, I think it was like once on each of our sides where we where we said that. And I know you told me before that um, as soon as it came out of your mouth, you just felt sick. Yeah, exactly. And me too. Because it simply, because if you're not meaning it, which we didn't, we're just mm-hmm. mad and mean at the time. If you're not meaning it, then it's a manipulation tactic. It's a control thing. Yeah. And that's wrong. Just emotional, like... It's like a vomit, you know. Pretty much, it, it's a lack of self-discipline, and so I, after we each made that mistake, we didn't make it again. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I think, um, you know, ground rules is being honest and trustworthy, and and I feel like you are honest and trustworthy almost to a fault, um, and, it, and that's a compliment, you know, is that you're so trustworthy, and and where it's like. It's hard for me to live up to your standard in my books because I'm like, man, you are so honest and and transparent and trustworthy that it, you set a really good bar for me, which is huh. iron sharpening iron, so that's a good thing. Well, thank you for that. I can't lie worth anything. I just no. I'm terrible at it. I don't even try. <laughs> you can see it all over yeah. me. Well, and talking about red lines and we knew from the very beginning i knew from the very beginning one of your red lines was uh you know if i cheat on you boom divorce gone you're out of here so that's when we did talk about divorce pretty clearly and uh, and i knew that going in and and frankly you know for me that was actually a welcoming thing because i did have a girlfriend once that cheated on me and i don't know if you remember this and um it was a, it was a horrible feeling, you know. It was a, uh, it, just so many feels, you know. Uh, it was just terrible. I felt so betrayed, and so less than, or it just like, it's just awful. And I was like, yeah, that's right. And I don't want you to either because, yeah, I felt that once, and I don't want that ever again, like ever. It's just no good. Likewise, I had a boyfriend do that to me, and I knew that that would never happen again. I was never going to allow my life to go down that path. That although I can't control other people's behavior, I can certainly control mine and my choices. And I wasn't going to ever be put in a situation where that was going to be the case. That's right. Absolutely not. And I, I think we did talk about this a little bit before and how much I mean this and I do applaud and respect and admire couples that can work through it that is great that is just not not me so that that would be um done yeah. done and I hold myself to that same standard you mm-hmm. know I'm not gonna do that to you so 
yeah, we gotta be, gotta be real, you know. And and that kind of goes into a point that I was gonna make with with ground rules is is to not have a fake red line, because again, man, a lot of times I think in couples it's this tug of war of who's got that. 51 and who's got 49% of the marriage, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes somebody wants 90% or a hundred percent and Feel very sorry for the other half of them (laughs) But but even that 51% man people just want that and they want that control the power and Again when someone when one person wins the marriage loses they both lose and so to have a fake red line a lot of empty threats It's nothing more than a childish control tactic And frankly if someone's using this and this could be with friendships work, you know, whatever family relationships if someone keeps saying fake red lines they're not believable to yeah. me on like yeah. anything. I'm not going to take them serious about anything anymore. Yeah, it's a little like, boy who cried wolf. Yeah, like threaten me all you want, but like you don't do anything like, about whatever. it. So, you know, <laughs> and so don't have those manipulation and control tactics. It, it is absolutely destroying for a marriage. Would you agree? Totally. Hundred percent. Mean what you say and say what you mean, mm-hmm. and be willing to follow through with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when we've been in a pretty heated arguments before, and I want to say something that I know in my heart I don't mean, I have to. I catch myself and I filter it through. Of like, if I say this, am I willing to actually follow through with it, whatever it is? And I mean, it could be something like, you know, if you do this or say this to me one more time, I'm not going to the movies tonight with you. And I have to stop and think about it. I go, am I really willing to not go well, to the movies? We've had a lot of those where either way. And, <laughs> and sometimes I did stay home. We've had to make good on those deals. Like, nope, yep. this isn't happening. Yep. And I'm going to sit out and pout. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Or stew over it for a little bit. And every single time that it happens, I usually, if it's me, it's usually like I look back and I go, okay, that was a really stupid thing because I missed out. It's like I really wanted to go to the movies. Mm -hmm. Had I just gotten over myself, we could have just dealt with it, went to the movies, would have had fun. And Mm -hmm. instead, I sat home and stewed. And Mm -hmm. it was, you know, like you say, if somebody's got to win, both lose. I do remember one time where the kids were younger, we were on our way to church, we'd barely gotten out of the neighborhood, and I don't remember what, but you and I were just, like, livid with each other. I'm glad I don't remember what it was. I was so mad at you, I couldn't even look at you. And this is is going back to, like, the whole honesty and trust thing. And I knew, like, the Bible says, don't bring your worship if you've got a problem with someone else you have to leave your your sacrifice your offering at the Mm. altar and go make it make it right with a person and then Mm. come back or else you're you know being a hypocrite and he won't accept Mm. our offering of whatever it is and i knew then that i would be a massive hypocrite if i fell followed through and i remember telling you to turn around and take me home and mm. I was like, I I can't go there today. 
because I, at the time, you know, we were serving in children's and plus just sitting in church generally through the worship time and stuff like that. And I knew that I would be held accountable for being a big fat hypocrite. So I did. I had you turn the car around and take me home and I stayed home that day. And that wasn't out of pouting. That was out of like, I'm in the, I would be wrong to, to do this right now. So I stayed home. It gave mm. me lots of time to reflect. Good times. <laughs> good, good times. Yeah, but I think we no, grow through the challenges. We do. You know? Because that made me have to look at what we were going through instead of just stuffing it down and putting on a perfect happy face and all those things. It made me have to face whatever it was at the time. And then knowing you guys were going to be walking through the door in an hour and a half and it was going to be my choice then how I, how mm. I handle this with you and me. So I, and, and honestly, I kind of needed that hour and a half to just to myself to kind of mm. sort things out. Absolutely. No regrets on that mm. one. But yeah, so no fake red lines. Like ever. Just say what you mean. We have to say, be willing to follow through with it. Or you're just not believable. I'm not yeah. believable. And then there's no trust, and then there's not much of a relationship. No. All right, I think it's my trip. My trip. Let's go with this. Let's see what we got. Oh, love languages. Ooh. Yes, and have they changed? Okay. Love languages. So I'm not sure everyone understands what love languages are, but hopefully by now I think most folks do. But, Let's list them. Um, well, how about if I start with, like, Yours. What do you mean? What your love languages are. You're going to tell me what yes. mine are? Okay. Yeah. Oh, this should be good. Okay. Yeah. What do you and think my tell love languages mine are. are? This I want to hear. <laughs> well, I mean, yours are, there's, it's like the two T's. Well, first we should list the five. That, so that there's a framing context here. Okay. There's physical touch, mm-hmm. acts of service, mm-hmm. words of affirmation, Quality time and gifts. Opa, I scored a hundred. Okay, so of those, what do you think I am? Um, the two T's, time and touch. Yeah. Two T's, no yeah. doubt. So it's uh, you know quality time uh, and touch, and then what the there was one thing though that I, I guess it goes into act of service, but I. I you, that I did for you once, and you just were, and maybe it was because I, I don't know why, if it was this, but it's, remember a while back, I went in and I just decided to turn your side of the bed down before bed. I went in and kind of turned it down, fluffed the pillow, got it ready for you. I guess that's an act of service, I suppose, but um, anyhow, maybe this that doesn't even connect with these things, but any, I know that you're, Two gifts are time and touch. No, no, I was being quite, I I enjoyed listening to you, but also that you were foreshadowing something I will be saying on a different topic coming up. So, oh, (laughs) well, spoiler alert. It's okay. I I won't get to a whole lot, but, uh, but no, I guess what, well, first of all, for me, I didn't even, you really taught these to me. I didn't know this was a thing. I like, you know, it was either you or maybe we learned it together or something. I can't remember, but all I know is that if you were not in my life, I may not have ever learned this, you know, that hmm. 
this is how you know and it and more importantly it's like it's important for me to understand what they are because then I know how to reach you how to love you and um, you know if I went around just giving you gifts all the time you'd be like well I really appreciate that but it's not really flicking my bick that's not my thing it's not my jam you know yeah. It's more like spend quality time with me. Sit down and do a podcast with me for, <laughs> what? for 17 That's and a half crazy hours. That's a idea. <laughs> 17 and a half hours. Okay, well, it hasn't been 17 and a half hours. It's only been whatever 14. But um, yes, this will be edited way down. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so that in, in physical touch, you know, rubbing your shoulders, your. You know, of course, man, if I ever got out a hairbrush and brush your hair, as long as you hadn't just done it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Unless you just got out of the shower and just did your hair, then you'd beat me with a stick if I tried to take a brush through your hair. Beat you with a stick. Get away from me. Don't touch my hair. Terrible visual image. Yeah, but end of the night, yeah, that's, that's a good time. But anyways, yeah, that was my thing I wanted to share is that you taught them to me that they were a thing. Uh, and help me be able to, you know, stay married for 33 years. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, it's a good thing. Um, no, you're absolutely right. Those are, those are the two big ones. And I know you like acts of service though, too. That's a, that's a, that's a close, like third. Well, to me, that's like a gift. Like instead of going and buying me something. Yeah. Do something for me. If you've. Were to fix something around the house yeah, or something yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. I'm so appreciative yeah. of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, and there's nothing wrong with physical things. It's just you know, it's all in how we're wired. But no, you nailed it. Cool for you. Check. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in the doghouse tonight. Mm-hmm. For you, it's very clearly words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I would say quality time. So that's good that we're like paired up on one of them. Yeah, because you know, that, the quali- that it's quality time. Because if, if that was on the last of the list of someone else, that they just don't need that, they're good. Yeah. For the other person, it would leave them, I would think, feeling very lonely, kind of starving for that. Um, and then the person feeling like they've been wrangled into something. So I'm glad that we both overlap on the quality time. Mm-hmm. Your words of affirmation... I will say I struggle with, mm. not because of you at all. It's a it's a me thing. It's an it's an in-house problem. I have a difficult time being vulnerable verbally. That's also why apologies are hard for me. It I feel all these things. It's very hard for me to say them or write them. So that leads me to what I wanted to talk about with the love languages is I believe that God brings people together that don't share all the love languages because it makes the person have to think outside their own box. Mm -hmm. It makes them have to intentionally put the other person first because it would be very easy to just be married to a mirror right? Just someone's like me. Like, well, that's easy. I would like this, so they would too. But to have to have someone that's not like you is like, 
ooh, my my muscle in this area is weak. Mm-hmm. It's not my jam. So, like, I, I mean, that mean, if someone wants to give me a compliment, I'm running for cover. I, I'm just so, yeah, we need to hear it. But it's so cringy for me. I'm so uncomfortable because I haven't made peace with myself. And that's an entirely different podcast episode. So I have a very, very hard time hearing words of affirmation, even though I need them. I need it. But, ooh, I just want to vomit. So it's very hard to give it. It's just, just a, right, this is an area that I just struggle with in general. Helps us stretch, though. It does make us grow as people to really get outside of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. To, to put the other person first. What do they need above what I want or need or am comfortable mm-hmm. um, in an appropriate context, of course. So, yeah, I, I wrote a note to you recently. I think I was you were working hard uh, remotely at the house, and I made you either breakfast or lunch, and you hadn't been feeling that great. And I mm-hmm. put a little note that said, you know, hope you're feeling better. And I noticed that, like, you still have that... Yeah, up on my desk. Up on your desk. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's just, like, a little mm-hmm. thing I put on your little food tray. Yeah. I'll <laughs> throw it away tomorrow. No, I'm kidding. She's cringe. She's pouting now. That was a joke. See if I do that again. That was a joke. <laughs> I'm going to keep it forever. I'm going to have it laser etched into my left buttocks. Oh, my word. That was very specific. So I do know someone <laughs> that that literally can't read a greeting card if given one. They can't read the, the, the printed part or the handwritten part in front of people. They will mm. squirrel away and read that later. I very much resonate with that. Yeah. I do. Everyone loves to feel loved, right? Of course, of course. So I have what I call my lovey boxes. And I'm on my third one of my life as an adult. And everything that you've ever written me, a friend, a mission partner, what, anything that like touched my heart goes in that box. And I keep it forever. So it's not that I don't understand this um, but expressing it mm-hmm. Re- receiving or giving in an, in an outward expression very difficult so I like that you like words of affirmation because it is a growth point for me because I know you need that so it's good it's good yeah but the quality time thing yeah we hang really well together mm-hmm. especially with the RV stuff it's like when we're it's just the two of us a lot of times like for days sometimes <laughs> why are your eyes so big because <laughs> i wonder it's like one of these times you wake up and be sick of me and no no <laughs> but we don't need to work real hard to figure out how to chill together or work together like i don't know well except picking tv shows sometimes or picking a movie that can be a challenge only because Oof. I don't think there's a lot of good stuff out there. That's but you true. and I like the same type of genres. That's yeah, not the problem. Half time we start watching, we're like, hey, this is terrible. Turn it off. Yeah, Turn it like off. Too much. Turn it off. Like, we fast forward through all the questionable content. It gets old, man. It's like, okay, come on. Yeah. But that that's, it makes it not fun anymore. But even that we're in agreement of. Neither one of us want to see that. So, yeah. like, so we go back to just watching reruns of Curious George. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Best napping movie ever to this day. Yes. If you ever want to take a great nap, watch <laughs> Curious George, the animated movie. Hey, we're not knocking the movie. We had young kids at the time, and it was a nice, dark, cold theater on a hot summer day. We were exhausted. And we were so tired. And we were there with my sister and brother-in-law, and there too. And when and the movie three. ended, I woke up to find all four adults, jaws hung open, <laughs> catching flies. We had bookended Sound the kids. Sound asleep. Yeah, we bookended the kids with the yep. seats. So the kids were between us, and so they were safe. They're all single-digit. Yeah, none of us meant to, but... And it was hilarious. Because <laughs> at the end of the movie, we all woke up at the same exact moment, and our heads popped up, looked left, looked right. We were all, like, had sleepy in our eyes. We're like, Like, oh. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> we, yeah, we all knew. We all slept through the entire thing. <laughs> it was the best nap ever. It really was. It was. But like, it's a kid's movie, so... How did you like the movie, kids? Oh, it was so good. I was like, oh, wonderful. <laughs> Tell me about it. One day we should watch it again, just yes. so I can get a good nap. There you go. All right. All right, next one. Turn. Let's see. Um, I'll pick this one. Oh, okay. All right, this one is Keep Dating, which oh, okay. includes trying new things and doing nice things for each other. So I'm going to rewind the clock for just a minute. And... When we were very first, uh, like, engaged, so I would have been 19, a new 19, because I got married at 19. So I, I just didn't know how to show you love. It, coming from a twice-divorced home and all of that, I, I just didn't, didn't know. So I was in the grocery store, Food World, back when that was a thing, and they had at the front of the store, they had, what? Why are you looking at me like Food that? World. Food World in Tampa. I don't remember that. Yeah. That's the one I grew up at. That or Publix, of course. But anyway. so <laughs> Okay. So there was these like uh, cylinder racks that spin around, freestanding things. And they had books you could buy. And, and I was there one day and I saw this book, this little paperback that said, a hundred ways to say I love you. Mm, I remember that. Yeah, and I was so grateful for that little book because it's almost like somebody that had gone before me was helping me. I just didn't, there weren't any resources, no such thing as the internet or anything like that. I just didn't know how to show you love. And so mm. it was a hundred ways to show. And I'll never forget one of them. Has always well more than one, but this one has always stayed with me. It said never let them see you shave your legs. Huh. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So I never knew that. Yeah. So I kept. That what book. if I like that? It <laughs> 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 just got really weird. I don't, but I just what, what if? Maybe they were wrong. Well, <laughs> thirty-three years, we'll never know. This is a clean we will show. never know. Shaving is clean. <laughs> Anyway, there's soap involved, razors. What are you talking about? So, I loved that little book that just helped put some ideas in my mind. And then, uh, yeah, so keep dating. Oh, and then I'm going to fast forward to one of our favorite date moments. So, pre 9 11, one of the best ways that we would go have fun is Mm -hmm. at the airport. I I knew you knew what I'm talking about. So, we would go, and in Tampa, they had the monorail system. And so 
we, like other people, would that was a date night. We would drive to the mm-hmm. airport, park on the top deck of the parking, so you'd yep, watch the stars. See all the, yep. Yeah, and then we would go just walk all over the airport, watch people come and go, kind of like make up stories of who's doing what and watching people say goodbye or hello and watching plane take off. It was free because totally we needed free. free. Yeah. And it was so fun. And so we would just ride the monorail back and forth. I really miss being able to do that. I know. Go out into the gates, see people so saying goodbye to each other and yeah. hugs and we'll see you later. Yeah. I mean, wow. Our kids don't even know what that is. No, they never will. You know? So the one time that we were on the monorail... And we and again we ha we're not going flying anywhere we're just there for fun so we're just riding monorail back and forth and going to the gates yeah, yeah and there was this guy oh. middle aged guy oh. got on he dressed was well super polo Put shorts together. dripping in gold gold chain gold rings nice watch nice suitcase we were in the very back of the monorail sitting on mm-hmm. like the little bench back there thankfully and he got he got on in the front. And never faced us or anything. Never saw his face. Thankfully. And we're going on the monorail. And like halfway through, he unzips his pants and starts peeing. Right there. Right there. In the monorail. Uh, uh, Oh, and the floor was kind of carpeted? It was carpet. So it's like soaking it up and... (laughs) And we're just like going, is this guy, like, there's something wrong with this person. I'm looking at you and you're looking at me and we is both this are really like, happening? is this happening? And he's just peeing all over the monorail. Unapologetically. Absolutely. It's like, and I, at first I was like, did he not see us? No, he saw us. He knew we were, we looked at each other when we We're the only we three in. people on it. So it wasn't like he was like, I can get away with this. It was like, no, you can't. <laughs> that taught me something about people right there. I was like, don't judge a book by its cover. I thought he was Mr. Hmm. Well-to-do and all this. And I'm like, uh, you just peed all in the monorail. And be careful of the monorail at Tampa International <laughs> Airport. I'm just saying. They probably still have the same carpet. It was like the front <laughs> left by the very front there. Just stay away from the front left. And then I'll say, if you fast forward a little bit to our second anniversary. Okay. We, again, just dirt poor, so we had, we were going to school, putting ourselves through college and working, and so everything we did for fun had to be done during the day, because it was all the cheap prices. Mm -hmm. It was a lunch menu instead of dinner. It was the matinee instead of the night movies, which was great. I mean, we knew where every park was and the whole thing. So we decided to splurge and go to Cracker Barrel for our lunch. And it was a terrible thunderstorm that day. And actually, the whole restaurant lost power for a little bit. So that was added to the drama of the day. So we went to lunch. We had this nice lunch. And then we went to the mall for the matinee. And we got there. And how many other people were in the theater at the time? Oh, besides us? Nobody. Right. That was the beauty. I mean, first of all, it was like nothing but the best for my bride. (laughs) You rented out the theater. Oh, yeah. Cracker Barrel. (laughs) And then, yes, I said, all right, let's go to the theater. It's just us. Yeah, was, I wish I had rented out the whole theater. Yeah, so it was a huge theater. You know how, like, different theaters are different sizes, depending on the movies oh, and all that kind of stuff. So this was the I big one. It was huge. Yeah. And we thought, wow, we're going to sit smack in the middle of it because we own this. This is awesome. It was like a one yep. or two o'clock movie. And we were so excited. 
Pouring down rain out. Pouring down rain. And so I was like, oh my gosh, we have the entire theater to ourselves. And then a woman walked in. Middle-aged woman with a very (laughs) wet, frumpy trench coat and a large popcorn and a large drink. And she walks in. And we're like, whatever. It's a giant theater. Mm -hmm. She sits right next to you. Just the three of us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No space in between. No, like, yeah, not a seat between. Like, her sopping wet trench coat was like over the arm i could not and so was her (laughs) wet arm and her soda right in the holder between us she couldn't have put it in the holder on the left side she put it in the holder between us as i literally had no armrest at all she's half falling into my chair i'm wet now and she's just going at it with the popcorn just I do. And that, with the drink and her wet raincoat is flopped on you Ugh. and she never even looked at us no it was like we didn't exist and we're looking at each other and you're like you i remember you saying you mouthing to me because she's right there you know, you, do you want to move? move and i honestly with her big trench coat i was a little afraid i was like what does she have hiding in that trench coat because i'm not going to go move in front of her, because what if there's like a weapon or something? Because who yeah. in their this right mind This was long before any of that kind of stuff had ever happened, too, by the way. He was like, you would never think that. No, like, but who nothing. does this? Crazy persons. There's like 200 seats in the theater, and she sits next to you, and it's one, two, three, the three of us. I know. And there we were for the whole two-hour movie, feeling really weird. My only regret is I didn't reach over and say, hey, can I have some of your popcorn? Or better yet, not even asked. Just reach over just and just reach over. dove my hand right in there. To the good Took buttery stuff. big fistful <laughs> popcorn spraying everywhere, and I just start going to town on the popcorn. That's my only regret. I wish I had done that. If it happens again, watch out. If it I'm, happens again, I'm moving. I'm, I'm busting into the soda. And the popcorn. <laughs> who I was back then was, I didn't know who I was. I was young oh and gosh. I didn't know. Who I am Bonkers. now would have never stood for this. We, the only thing we thought is one of two, it had to be one of two things. One, she was legitimately, like, desperately lonely. And she just needed people. She was desperately crazy. Yeah, lonely. Okay, three. Or she's crazy. Or three, we were part of a social experiment. To see what would happen. And if that's the case, I want to be paid for that trial. Yeah. Because it, it was our know. anniversary date. That was our date. That was our big thing. Did this, we pass or fail? I don't know. This Well, I I don't know. What would you call staying, passing, or failing? I think it was crazy on our part in hindsight. Like, people, totally. don't, people don't do that. No. It's like something's not right. You should move. And nobody so, else. Yeah, PSA. If that ever happens to you, <laughs> get up and move. Don't even think twice. Get up and move. In the entire movie time, nobody else ever came in. It was no. the three of us sitting in that movie yes, together. In close her wet to two raincoat. hours. <laughs> two hours on our anniversary. <laughs> what was I thinking? And then I will say one more. We went on a date to the circus. Oh. And was that the... No, not my birthday date. No. No. Okay, gotcha. And 
we were there, and there was a family of three behind us. Oh, oh, we have to talk about that. Oh, it was a sweet young family. This was the worst. With a little girl, she was probably what, like three, four. Oh, <laughs> I oh. wish you could see. Her I face thought right I now. forgot about this. No. Oh. So we're just. I love animals, and so I was. You know, this is years ago. Yep, we're at the circus. We're at the circus, enjoying the whole thing. It's here in Charlotte. Yeah, and the little girl starts kind of choking on her popcorn again with the popcorn. And do you want to tell him what happened? She proceeded to projectile vomit all over me. She was behind me. So meanwhile, I'm just sitting here and all of a sudden I feel something strange happening to me. My hair down the front of me, my arm... And Dug I hear the back. dad, the mom going, oh, 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 whoa, whoa, oh, oh, like, <laughs> and I'm like, what, what just happened to me? And it was like, oh, okay, I just got vomited on, amazing. And the little girl couldn't help it, but the weird thing after that was, they didn't do anything no, for you. They didn't give nothing. you paper towels or like, napkins. Oh, let me help. I was like. You had to go buy a circus t-shirt. Yes, and throw the other one away because it was destroyed. And they they like didn't nothing. Nothing. Not a, like a nap. They had napkins even like yeah. in their hands. Yeah. Like, a little help here, you know. Oh, sorry. But you <laughs> literally had to go buy a shirt to change into because yeah, yours so. was ruined. So just circus I mean shirt. weird stuff has happened. You were a good sport about it. You never you, you really took that one in stride because I know how you are about throwing up stuff and it was I smelled so bad. I couldn't get home <laughs> and get a shower fast enough. I know. I'm so sorry. Oh, but anyway, yeah. But, oh so This uh, topic's about keep dating. <laughs> we're not giving them a lot of encouragement here. <laughs> They'd be like, I'm not going to go date anything. I'm not going out. I'm staying in the house. All right, I'll go back to task, which was try new things. Yes. And do nice things. So I'll do the nice thing first. And that because you foreshadowed it before, dating can be literally when, you know, the way we see it, you can be literally going somewhere together and doing an activity. Or it could be something that just shows the person that, you know, you love them and thought about them. And so I was going to share that you turn down my side of the bed all the time. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a date thing because that's just, no one else is going to do that for me. No, but no one else should do that for me. That'd be weird. That'd be weird. <laughs> so you turn down my bed all the time. And I just, it, it just is a way that makes me feel remembered and cared for. And it's above and beyond and it's just something very kind to do. And it always just makes me happy when I go to get ready for bed that I'm not ever expecting it, but more times than not, you do it. And I just really appreciate that, that you do that for me. So that's a way that I think you, that's the same as if you're dating, you know, you send flowers. That's the same mm-hmm. kind of dopamine hit it gives me, you know? It's like, oh, I turned my bed down. So that would be one for me for um, do nice things. What I was going to say is actually as far as nice stuff is that I like how you, uh, in a good way, challenge me to try new things. 
you know, and kind of pushed me because I'm, I'm a pretty adventurous guy. However, I think you can attest to oftentimes when it's stuff that's a little outside my comfort zone, I'm not so, what, it's simple stuff like, oh, let's go over to see so-and-so or go over to somebody's house for this or that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I, I really appreciate how you uh, just encouraged me to, you know, get out there. So to me, that's a nice thing. That's a nice thing where you're like helping me get outside my box. You do lots of nice things for me, especially like things like uh, oftentimes uh, on Saturday mornings, make a nice breakfast. I mean, what a nice way to start the weekend off is to have a nice breakfast. And and most important for me, anyways, is the coffee. And you'll make me a nice cup, you know, pot of coffee, and you know, so that I'll wake up. And and especially like if it's I've had a long wake week, you're very very intentional about letting me sleep in a little bit more on Saturday. And when I wake up, the coffee's going. That's such a great way to wake up. Sleeping in Saturday to fresh coffee. I did not know that meant something to you. Yeah. This is why we do podcasts. So we connect. <laughs> we have some I have some idea of who you are. I should do that more. Well, I mean the whether the coffee's there or not, but it's often that you let me sleep in on a Saturday and you you know, or just intentionally you close the door or what what have you and try not to wake me up and let me just even sometimes it's just an extra ten minutes, you know. Hmm. That's a very kind thing to do. I think that it's important to at least try. And so there's one thing that I try to do nice for you. And oh my gracious, it will probably be the death of me. Is I know how much you love, love apple pie. Mm -hmm. And I am a baker. I've been baking for 20 years. Pies are not my thing. Cold pies are. Key lime, peanut butter pie, all that. Hot pies are, it's like trying to, I'm left-handed, so it's like me trying to write with my right hand. And what made me think of it was the other day, I was getting out the cookbooks for Easter coming up, and I wanted to see what the menu would be like that we're going to do for that. And I like perusing all of that. And I got out my little personal little dessert one. And there are no less than at least a half a dozen apple pie recipes in there because yeah, I keep you, trying you like one. Yeah. No, it's not that I don't like it. It's like I, they, I fail on them mm. and I try and it fails and I try and I fail and I try and I fail. And I just sat there the other day by myself. It was just two days ago. And I had this little laugh with myself because I was like, golly, Christy, you're either a glutton for punishment or you're really trying to do this mm-hmm. for him because yeah, of all the ones I've printed and tried and it I don't I mean I can bake anything I don't this is just like apple pie is hard <sighs> you can throw away all the recipes except the last one you this like last, the last one, you one? Did. yeah it was worked out really good exceptionally unusual it's not your typical typical it's it it is but the way the crust is and that glaze over the top, I have never had that. Like anywhere. I will have to go quickly it's, find it's out which one that was. Well, you know what I'm talking about. You know the one. It's real thin sliced and yeah. It's got all the yummy goo in the inside and it's all about the goo. The goo is yeah. what I can't get right. Oh, and then the glaze. That's the other thing. The glaze on the like top. You like the glaze on the top. Yeah. Well, it was, and I don't typically, but whatever it was, that one was was good. I mean, I literally have made 
tens of thousands of cookies in my life. And I've done cake decorating. I've done all these things. A simple pie that has like five ingredients. It's not that simple though. Oh my god. Apple gosh. pie is finicky, man. Because even just the different. I mean, I so for the folks on the phone or on the on, on the, the phone. on the phone, you know, whatever you're on. Um, yeah, they could be listening to it on their phone. They yeah, probably that's true. are. So mm-hmm. yeah, I grew up in upstate New York, and that's like apple mecca. You know, the apple picking up there is amazing, and that fresh apples are incredible. So I grew up with, like, what I think are probably some of the best apples on the planet. It was a big part of our life. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, you nailed it. So, yeah, right. Very, very kind to keep trying. And finally well, nailed it. And my point with that oh, would took be you 30 years, is but, to you know, just cool. bite me. Yeah. Is to just try. You know, it doesn't have to come out perfect. It's the whole saying that says it's a thought that counts, you know, um, is mm-hmm. to just keep trying. And and I think you can, being married, you can do nice things for each other that even go unnoticed. Like when I'm doing laundry and I realize your undershirts are no longer remotely white or they're stretched out or something, I just go buy you new ones. I don't even tell you I'm doing that you know Um, just I don't know filling in the cracks of life to make the day go smoother whether or not there's ever any attention to it or notice or thank you that's not really the point the point is um, to do something kind for someone Mm -hmm. because you want the other person to feel loved and remembered so a lot of that is, is the invisible work of the day for sure. Like, you'll go get me, um, you'll fill up the Jeep with gas if you're the last one to drive it when it's low. Mm-hmm. I hate filling up gas, so I always appreciate fun. whenever you do that for me. You're like, you come back, you're like, oh, by the way, I'll, I, in addition to the hardware store, I filled up the car. It's like, oh, thank you so much. It's, I honestly think that when you're married, it's, it's a thousand little things are sometimes a bigger deal than like that one big thing. Yeah. For me, anyway. So, yes, keep dating, keep mm-hmm. having fun, trying new things, doing nice things, not not to get lazy and complacent and comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's Even, like, fun. lately, we've, what, for the last month or so, been pretty intentional about rediscovering our city of Charlotte. I mean, we've lived here for, what, 25 years now? And it's been amazing how much we've rediscovered in the city just by simply saying, all right, let's go out. Let's go uptown. Let's go to this part of town, that part of town, this park, that park. Places we've been before, I've realized, like, wow, we haven't been here in a decade. It's changed. And it's been a lot of fun. It, it's reminded me, it's like, wow. It's almost like we got in an airplane and we left and we went to some other city and we're pretending we're, that we're sightseeing and we're... Mm-hmm. You know, we're visitors, and it's really fun to just rediscover what is familiar. And, boy, isn't that a life lesson for marriages, right? For sure. Rediscover what's familiar. Because while we all change all the time, well, that's the great part about it. That Mm -hmm. way we're Mm -hmm. hard to get bored with someone if they're constantly changing. It's a moving target. My mom always told me growing up that if I was bored... That was my problem. Yeah, go find so, something to do. That's right. That's what we were told. If you're bored in your marriage, then fingers pointing at you. Yeah, do my, something about it. My mom was like, just go outside. 
Yeah. I'm bored. Go outside. Yeah. That's what we told our kids, too. <laughs> Those you can say, he's like, oh, you're bored? Okay, I can give you something to do. And that was like, all right, I'm going outside. <laughs> Bye, Mom. That's when my mom I'll see you at dinner. Let's have a yard party. And yard party, I and yeah. the yard party meant pulling weeds. Pulling weeds. And suddenly yeah. I could find 20 things that were fun to do oh, yeah. and occupy my time. Real quick. So if you're bored... That's on you. So do something about it. Yeah. Be the be the one to say like what like last weekend or a couple of weeks ago, I was we were trying to figure out like what to do somewhere new to eat, and I said let's do Vietnamese, and we found this cool Vietnamese place that was unbelievably it was awesome. great. Yeah, I will be back for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's in a part of town that it's uptown. Like yeah, we, but up there, it's all been gentrified, and it's really cool. So many fun things to do. Even just going to a different park. We we went to a different... It's so funny. We'll say, you want to go to the park? And it's always this one park. And I'm like, I'm so bored of that park. So I was like, let's go to this other park that we haven't been to in many years. And we went and we we're just like, whoa, this is fun. Yeah. Why don't we do this? So yeah, keep dating. That's a life lesson. Yep. Keep it real. All right, your turn. My turn. There's not that many more, actually. Uh, Teamwork. Makes the dream work. Working together. So I'll go first on this one. I find this topic interesting because you and I are so incredibly opposite. We have very different talents and strengths and weaknesses. We're such different people. You're more analytical. I'm more creative. Like you just, we're just totally opposite. But when it comes to doing something, whether it's a work thing or a play thing or whatever, you and I pull together almost seamlessly. And I think that's it kind of ramps up from a lot of the things that we've already talked about as far as like not fighting for control. So we can come together to a project and be like, well, what part of this do you want to do? What part of this am I going to do? And we kind of just self-delegate between us Mm -hmm. and we know where we best fit so for instance (laughs) i'm a larger picture person i paint with a broad brush you're much better with detail so if we need to hang something (laughs) i I say about where I want it. Yeah, exactly. He's pointing to things that I wanted. There's four hooks that I wanted on the wall. And I know for me, if I do that, I'm going to have 12 holes in the wall before it's right. He, on the other hand, will get out the tape measure, pencil, paper, and a level. And he will figure out the schematic of how that needs to happen on the wall to get them all lined up perfectly straight. So I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not. I'm not going to pretend that I can make it look like that on the first try. I will have at least 12 holes in the wall because I'm just not really that skilled to do the very fine detail. Mm. But on the other hand, I'm a good project starter. I could say, dream this vision with me. Can you see it? Let's talk about this. And so I think that's one example of, of like the daily grind of marriage, of maintaining a home or whatever. It's usually my ideas and then, or my idea to have the ideas. <laughs> Be like, let's talk about mm-hmm. this. And then you come in and you're like, well, let's see, it's going to have to be like this and that. And we've got to go to the store and look at this. And so I don't know. I think we fit well together that way. We don't try to commandeer each other's natural abilities 
um, and same thing with with playing all the fun stuff. We, I think we gel pretty much like oh. a puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. We all have our strengths, and yours is. I think there should be a sixth love language. Which is what? Listing. Oh, I love lists. See, told you. Lists are good. They're our friend. Yeah. Um, so on the topic of teamwork, <laughs> that is definitely one of your superpowers. Is yeah, having a vision and having a plan, having a list. Yes. And right after Saturday morning coffee. Uh-huh. That I made it, for you, evidently. Yes, starting in on that list and, you know, having a list of projects. It's like, well, it's just a few things for the afternoon that turns into two weekends worth of projects. Um, you know, little things Depends like... Depends on the page you're doing <clears> them at. Yeah, like painting the room, <laughs> hanging things, or our, our current favorite home project is fixing the railings on the stairs. That going is not upstairs. a fun topic. That's that's on the list of mm-hmm. things to do. So Oh, it's been on the list for years actually. Oh, really? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I took the railing down and just haven't really figured out how to <laughs> make a new one that works and put it up and see it's all about money. It's like I you know, I'm just too darn cheap. It'd be no big deal to just pay somebody and say, All right, this is what I want. I have a sketch. I have I have the schematics. I have the I have it all drawn out, like you said. I know exactly what I want, the materials. And, but I'm like, oh, I'm trying to find a way to get the materials cheaper. But, it, it, yeah, it's a little bit money. But also, you like to fidget and fiddle with things. You do. And I think you enjoy the projects. But two people have fallen on our stairs without that handrail. And it's only two. It's been <laughs> years, like you said. It's not to code. The that bothers me. <laughs> That's debatable. There's holes where the spindles go, and the cold air in the winter shoots up through that. That's true, but there's no code against that. The other day you said, we got to find a way to cover these holes. Masking tape. And I thought, or we could actually put the banister up, and then they'd be covered, and it would be done. We'll we'll get to that. Back to your teamwork. So that's lots of teamwork. So no, I mean, that's what I was saying. I said, I agree with you that we... We put our heads together and have a project and stuff, and we'll do things together. And even it's whether it's around the house, you know, teamwork, yard work, or whatever. Sometimes we actually kind of we have to take turns and like who's going to mow the lawn because we're crazy like that. We, we actually, both want the steps. That's why. That's why I want to do it. Well, oh, the steps. I hate mowing the lawn, but I want the oh, steps really? on my watch. I, I actually like mowing lawn. It's kind of zen. Um, you, good for you. I like <laughs> not me. I like edging when the edger, we have a gas edger, when it actually works. Yes. I think I am, this year, I think I'm going to throw it in the garbage. Okay. Because, anyway. I can't do it. It hurts um, my shoulder. It's that's too teamwork. heavy. But, yeah, teamwork on simple stuff like that. Or it's teamwork when we're doing mission trips and working in, you know, Africa or Guyana or that sort of thing. So. Well, the other thing is teamwork in crisis. So when when the bottom falls out, it's like, whoa, that's when the worst faces of people can come out because you're under a lot of stress, the fight, flight, freeze, mm-hmm. and there's, ah, there's whatever it is. It could be like, oh my gosh, the engine just fell out of the car. 
or you know there's a big storm coming and there's things outside we need to take care of to get ready for that anything that's like crisis mode or oh yeah we're on some it. relationship dynamic that we have to help with yeah, um, we're on it. we just kind of fall into these roles that i want to say took years to do but i don't know i kind of feel like we've been pretty good at this from the beginning as mm-hmm. far as knowing our roles to be like all right we don't even have to talk about it's my point be like all right we're just gonna go do it and i because I, I can kind of see how your brain works and i know how you're gonna approach it mm-hmm. and i know how i'm gonna approach it and we both kind of um stay in in our own lanes yep we gotta understand that but we're driving to the same destination right. i think that works pretty well teamwork's important though it is important and it can be fun mm-hmm it's not about being better than. It's about each person bringing everything they can to accomplish the goal, whatever that is. Yes. Okay, All my right. turn. Speaking of goals, you're next. Thanks for listening to part three of our special anniversary edition. Tune in next week for our final part four, where we have saved the best for last. You don't want to miss it. Thanks again for listening to Real Deep Stuff. Follow us and subscribe to save your seat at the table for the next conversation. Also, check out our Facebook page to continue the conversation on today's topic. See you there!